Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, today's episode is all about what's not done yet in your life and what you're going to do about it. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I am so glad to be here with you again. The topic I want to coach you on today is something that knocked me for a loop, actually. It became a bit of a wake-up call. For so many amazing women in the middle, there's a disconnect between what you thought you would have done by now and what's still on the to-do list. Then, kind of out of the blue, something happens and you have a huge realization. We're going to take a close look at this together and help you figure out what you're going to do about it. But first, this episode is sponsored by Podcast Palooza. Woohoo! What's going on is that the Women in the Middle podcast will soon be hitting the exciting milestone of 1 million downloads. Right now, as of me preparing this podcast, people from 88 countries around the world are listening, and 975,208 downloads have occurred. Women in the Middle Podcast Palooza is an online celebration that you'll be invited to once we hit 1 million downloads. It's a Zoom party with games and prizes. You can sign up for the waitlist now at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash party. And details about the party will be announced soon. But get on the waitlist so you don't miss a thing. And if you want to help us get to a million downloads faster, please think about your favorite episode and share it with a midlife friend of yours who really needs some of this midlife goodness. You know, one of those episodes that really stuck in your mind for whatever reason, maybe you laughed, maybe you cried, maybe you just took a nice long pause and allowed yourself to think about something that you hadn't considered before. I don't know, whatever it was, please share. And there's one more thing. You know how much it bugs me to know that you might be sitting there all stuck and confused, wasting gobs of valuable time. (laughs) I want to help you. The doors to the Women in the Middle Academy are open. So if you're ready to find that amazing thing you're looking for and get moving again, make sure to apply. It's simple. Just go to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. Sign up for a no obligation momentum call. We'll hop on Zoom and chat. It's a fun, free call and an amazing way to take a baby step forward to getting unstuck. I can't wait to see your name in my calendar. Okay, here we go. The topic today is your surprising realization about what's not done yet in midlife. It's funny how these kinds of realizations go. One day, you're not bothered by what's not done yet. And then something triggers you or raises your awareness in a slightly different way and boom, you're bothered. Big time. Some people call this sort of thing a wake-up call. Some wake-up calls are big, like a cancer diagnosis or death of a loved one. Losing your job would also be a good example. And some wake-up calls are not that big, but still powerful. And these could be anything. What I'm talking about is something jarring in your life that shakes you up enough to think differently, to notice different things. And in this case, you're not happy about it at all. <laughs> For me. I had a couple of wake-up calls that weren't massive, 
but like I just said, they were still really powerful and impactful. The first thing was seeing and hearing someone I didn't even know talk about a whitewater rafting trip he had just taken with his family. That was it. My immediate reaction was, hey, what the heck? That was my trip, even though I hadn't planned for this trip and it wasn't specifically even on my radar. (laughs) The next thing that happened was related to needlepoint of all things. You may have heard me mention this before. I was doing a needlepoint project for my kid's bar mitzvah. I was in a beautiful shop with about eight midlife women loving learning about needlepoint. They were like super focused. I was blown away that the owner, a woman who looked about my age, figured out how to make a business out of something she loved. And who would have thunk it? Needlepoint. (laughs) I went back to my office at my J-O-B, and I remember just sitting there thinking, what the heck? Like, what's going on here? I thought I would have been an entrepreneur by now. Now, both of these seemingly small moments were giant wake-up calls for me. I couldn't believe what wasn't done yet in my life. I couldn't believe I was as old as I was in my late 40s at that time, and these important things weren't experienced yet. And the big realization was, I couldn't believe that they weren't even on the agenda. I wanted both of them so badly, but no serious consideration had been given to either. And at that time, I was pushing 50. So what's a girl to do? Give myself a shake. That's what. (laughs) I needed to get busy. You know how that urgency thing sets in. In the next few years, I organized a six-day whitewater rafting trip in the Grand Canyon, and I became an entrepreneur. The only thing that surprised me was how helpful it was to get laid off. (laughs) Of course, it's not much of a surprise that getting laid off was the gift that I wasn't ready to give myself. And so many times with a layoff, it turns out to be like amazingly positive. And that is what happened to me. But the thing is, I'm not really quite sure how long it would have taken me to get where I got without being laid off, that is, if left to my own devices. (laughs) But whatever, that's what happened with me. Now that I'm 58, almost 59, I see in hindsight how much I wanted those things, and I find it so curious why they weren't on my agenda the way I would have liked them to be, the way I would have expected them to be. I'd wanted to become an entrepreneur for such a long time. The clues to this are sprinkled around all over my life, starting way back when I was about 13, and I fell in love with calligraphy. That's when it started. You know, I was doing envelopes for people who paid me, like people who had a bar mitzvah or a wedding, something like that, and I would address the envelopes as a kid, and I got paid for it, and I was so proud, and it was so much fun. But the way I was thinking about my long-term job as an adult, as somebody who, you know, had been working almost 30 years, that's what got in my way. It's always your thoughts stinking up the joint. You don't have to look far. It's your thoughts. I valued seniority and longevity in my career. I was proud of it, and I thought my employer did too. I think things have changed in that regard. You know, today, I don't know that longevity is valued the way it was, but I was really, like, that's where my mindset was. And the way I was thinking about it limited my ability to see what was really possible for me, to see what I was really interested in, to understand why things weren't that great with my job and what I could be doing instead, right? What what was wrong with the fit of me in this job that I loved for such a long time? 
you know, what was going on? Why couldn't I understand what I was really passionate about? The way I was thinking about my employment really affected all of this. So my amazing women in the middle, I want you to take a close look at what's not done yet in your life so that you can be clear about what you want and then be intentional about how to move forward. So here are six great questions to ask yourself now to make sure that you don't have regrets. I think it's best if you write down the answers to these. So if you're not able to do that now, like if you're gardening or driving or, you know, putting makeup on, whatever you're doing, (laughs) just keep listening, no problem. And then maybe come back to this and write it down if this is something that you're really resonating with. Okay, so first, let's start with a look at what you haven't done yet that you really, really, really thought you would have done by now. I want you to identify your top five things. Now, make sure to be honest with yourself and don't let thinking about how you're going to do those things get in your way. Just allow yourself to look at what you want, what you thought would have been done by now, what you thought you would have experienced by now and haven't. Okay, just do that. Okay, second, if you could grant yourself only one wish, which one of these five things would you like to have done or experience in one year? Now, quick, what came to your mind? What bubbled up if you could only pick one? What would that be that you would have put on the agenda, experienced, taken care of, prioritized in a year? What bubbled up for you? What was your first thought? Notice that. Third, why haven't you done this yet? Now, don't beat yourself up for this. Just be curious why you haven't prioritized it yet. Write down all the thoughts, all the excuses, all the obstacles. Get it all out there. (laughs) And that's what I mean. Writing it down is easier for you to crank these out when you're just thinking about the excuses you might not be as thorough or the reasons or the rationale, whatever it is. Okay, fourth, what would you have to change to make sure that it happens, that you prioritize it, that you experience? What would you have to change? Fifth, what kind of person would you have to be to make this happen for yourself? Again, be honest and catch your first thought. What kind of person would you have to be to make this happen for yourself? And sixth, how do you feel when you think about doing this thing? How do you feel? Okay, those are the six questions. I'm going to repeat them, but you know, uh, you know what to do. Really be quick with your thinking, like catch that first thought. Don't argue with yourself. Don't poo-poo it down. Just notice it. So first, look at what you haven't done yet that you really, 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 really thought you would have done by now. Like, what are you really surprised by? Identify those top five things. Second. If you could grant yourself only one of those, what is the most important one that you want to make traction on within the year? The the, The first thought that pops into your mind about the most important thing that you want to prioritize and do. Number three, why haven't you done it yet? Don't be hard on yourself. Just be curious about why you haven't prioritized it yet. Number four, what would you have to change to make sure that this happens, that you prioritize it? or experience it. Number five, what kind of person would you have to be to make this happen for yourself? And number six, how do you feel when you think about doing this thing? So what did you notice? 
I love this little exercise because you have your whole life to work on this. But I really love the idea of you shining the spotlight on the one most important thing that you really want in your life, that you want to do, that you want to experience, that one thing that you really thought you would have done by now. But, you know, however old you are, 44, 48, 52, 58, 63, 68, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But what is the thing that you would have thought you would have done by now? And what's it like to take the time to notice this? So the two examples I shared, the Grand Canyon trip and being an entrepreneur, really rocked my world. They both felt huge and overwhelming, daunting. Becoming an entrepreneur, though, wow, those thoughts and feelings were so complex and they felt so scary. But here's the thing. It's so important to separate how you process all of this into two distinct phases, the what and the how. Remember, the whole point of this episode is for you to understand the what. The whole surprise about what you thought would have happened by now as a midlife woman. If you start thinking about the how, how you're going to make it happen, you risk squishing your dreams, squashing the ideas, minimizing the importance of giving yourself permission to just want what you want. It's so important to focus on what you want, to believe it's okay to want it. Then you ask yourself how you're going to create it for yourself. You have to dive way deep into the what and stay there longer than you think before you move into the how. The how requires different skills and beliefs. It's all about goal setting. But the what has to be determined and it's foundational. The what's not in question. It's happening. The how is about execution. If you go there too soon, like I said, you run the risk of the how becoming overwhelming. And before you know it, your dreams are squished and you haven't put yourself first. You didn't have your own back. You created a weak foundation. Dreams need a strong foundation. And this is your life. Just because it's not done yet doesn't mean that it's not a worthy enough goal or that you're not worth having that dream or that it's too late. It simply means that it's not done yet. And thank God you have an interest in working on your mindfulness skills so that you can catch this kind of thinking. It's not serving you. It's not helping you. It's getting in the way. It all starts with your awareness, though. It really does. Your current thinking created the results that you have currently. It's not done yet. Your current thinking is behind the outcome that you have, that it's not done yet. Your thinking will have to change to create the results and the outcomes that you want. And that, my friend, is exciting. This is why coaching together is so powerful. You're not alone. You get mentorship and guidance. You give voice to your dreams. You find your dreams. You're with others who are doing the same thing. And you plan in advance and commit to your plans together if you're in uh, like a group coaching situation. And you make mindset shifts together. You grow together. You're inspired by each other. Coaching together like this is a beautiful thing. I wonder, is coaching together something that's on your list of what's not done yet? If it is, make sure you pay attention because that's telling yourself that it's go time. And how exciting is that? You're more ready than maybe you even realized. 
So I want you to have fun with this exercise. It is life-changing and it's a great way to regret-proof your life. Okay, that's it for this episode. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, clear, and excited about your life again. As midlife women, so often, we know, we feel it in our gut, we're meant for more. And I bet you feel this way too. You have something big in you, but you just don't know exactly what it is or how to get there. If you want to figure this out fast and have more fun getting there, there's no better mechanism, no better way to move forward like this than with a community of people just like you, a community of women just like you. And I would love to be able to help you find that thing that you know you have inside you. You have that core thing, something big, and I want to invite you to check out the Women in the Middle Academy. It's a six-month coaching program where you get all the support you need to apply what you're learning here in the podcast, but more important, you get the clarity and excitement in your life again. So don't waste another second feeling stuck. Book your momentum call and we'll have a quick chat. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links and info about how to download the free gift I have for you, 12 obvious signs that you're ready for an exciting change, go to www.susierosenstein.com and click on the podcast tab to find the information about this episode. You can also go directly to www.susierosenstein.com forward slash 12 signs to download your free gift there. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.